Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Zoe Galitzis. I'm the host of Life Simply Better, and I coach busy working moms on how to create simpler, more relaxed lives. On this episode, episode 44, we are going to talk about all about loving your life. I think this is such a great topic for us to talk about, and I'm even more excited about it right now because I just went through the whole podcast <laughs> and realized that I never hit start recording. So I've already talked through all of this one time. And here's my, my second try here. I have hit start recording this time, so I can see it recording right now, but it just kind of cracks me up. I guess I'm well-practiced for what we're about to talk about. And I hope all of you are having a great summer. I love that you're listening. I love doing this podcast for you whether you're staying at home this summer or whether you are going on a family vacation, I hope you're having a great time. We are getting ready right now to go on a family vacation. We're gonna go see my sister and her husband and their little two-year-old and hang out with them. We're gonna be at the beach some and it should be a great time. And I know that experience is going to give me a lot of things to love. I know I can always step back and kind of look at the big picture of my life and think this is so amazing. I'm so fortunate to have this life. I love my kids, I love my family. I love what we're doing um, with our life and in my career. And then we also get to those little moments. It's kind of like with a family vacation, you look back in hindsight and at the big picture and you're like, I love that. And then you have those moments where you do not love it, where it's stressful, where you're frustrated with other people, you're frustrated with yourself, you're frustrated with the situation, maybe um, arrangements and plans didn't go as you expected, and we fall out of love in that moment. And so today I want to give you some really concrete tips on how to love your life, not just in the big picture, but also in the moment. And I'm gonna walk through three things in your life that I think are great and amazing to love. One is loving yourself. One is loving other people, especially when they're frustrating you or annoying you. And the third is loving what is, even when things aren't going to plan, even when it feels like a struggle. And at the end, I'm gonna give you a few tips as well, what I call thought laddering tips to help you get there. If you can't access feeling love towards your you know, child in the moment that they're throwing a 30 minute tantrum, how do you help um, baby step your way there to feeling more love? And the reason I think this is such an important topic is twofold. Love is an emotion, and what we know about emotions are one, they define our experience of life. So when we feel love, we feel good. Love feels good. And the other thing is that the emotions we feel fuel our actions and our actions create our results. So when we show up in love, when we're able to act out of love, we create better results for ourselves. So let's talk about loving your life. And first, let's talk about loving yourself. This is something that I think is either completely off the radar for a lot of us. We don't even think about loving ourselves, and we just think about loving people in 
other relationships that we're in, or we have some negative connotations around it. We think loving ourselves means being vain or selfish. I don't think either of those are the case. First of all, I think we have a our relationship with ourselves just like we have relationships with other people. So you have a relationship with your child and you have a certain way you think about them and feel about them and act with towards them. We have the same thing with ourselves. We have a way that we think about ourselves. We have a way that we feel about ourselves. We have a way even that we act towards ourselves. How do we take care of ourselves? How do we talk to ourselves in that internal monologue that we have? That is our relationship with ourselves. And when you love yourself, it does not make you selfish or vain. It only generates love. And again, love is an emotion that fuels amazing actions and results. So here's the way I like to think about this, because again, it's not a familiar concept to a lot of us to think about loving ourselves. It's not something we think about on any kind of regular basis. Maybe you haven't even thought about this before. And the way I like to introduce the concept is to talk about the idea of parenting yourself. Because I think for those of us that are parents or moms, where we have a lot of experience with love is with loving our children. And we can take that experience and we can apply it to our, our relationship with ourselves. If you think about your child being born or, or a child joining your family, and you think about even from day one, the unconditional love you experienced for that new person who was really just pooping and eating and causing you a lot of inconvenience, they weren't accomplished in any way. There wasn't a way we could say they were successful. They weren't a hard worker. They didn't have any of those qualities. They were literally just this little, you know, shriveled up pooping machine. And none of that mattered because we loved them unconditionally. We felt a tremendous amount of love towards that little being even without them having to do anything. They were perfect without even having to try to be perfect. So if we can think that way about our children, and that unconditional love carries on, right? Even after they're a little baby, as they grow and learn and they mess up and succeed, we still have that foundation of unconditional love towards them. And so can we take that feeling, that relationship that we have with our children and apply it to ourselves? What would it be like to unconditionally love yourself regardless of what you did during the day, regardless of whether or not you met your own expectations for yourself, regardless of whether or not you got approval from other people? What would it be like to just love yourself and I think of myself as my own mom. I, of course, I have my, my mom, mom, who raised me growing up and who I still love and have a relationship with. But it's a little different when you're an adult. My mom is not actively parenting me anymore. I take care of myself. I live in my own house. 
have a job. And so now I think about this idea of parenting myself. I think about being a mom to myself and how I would feel towards myself if I were my own daughter. If I got out of that meeting that I wasn't really happy with and maybe I usually have a habit of criticizing myself and berating myself or judging myself harshly, but what if I were my own mom? listening to me do that. If you had a daughter come in and she was really upset about how a history exam went in school, you wouldn't just pile on and berate her and judge her. You would be like, you know what? I love you and it's all going to be okay. And that feeling is something you can generate towards yourself. When you start to feel yourself criticizing yourself, you don't have to squash out that voice. I mean, that voice is going to come up by default, your brain just has circuits that do that, that are well-worn tracks, right? When you start to notice yourself criticizing yourself, why not interrupt? Be like, I hear you, noted, and I love you. No matter what, you're an amazing, awesome person, and I love you. And it sounds so corny (laughs) to say that, but I will tell you, I literally, all the time when I'm writing in my journal, actually, Without even thinking about it now, because I practice this, I just write down, I love you, Zoe. And I tell myself that when I'm awake at three in the morning with spinning thoughts and busy head and worrying about things, I'll just interrupt and be like, and I love you, Zoe. I love you so much. You're so amazing. I'm so glad that you're in my life. I'm so glad that you are me, right? What is it like to love yourself? Now, here's a common objection that I hear to this. And I actually heard it a couple days ago when I was coaching a client. And that's part of what we made me think of recording this podcast. She said, but I've just, if I just love myself, what if I become a jerk? <laughs> and we have this idea that if we somehow take the claws out of that self-criticism, that we'll just go on this rampage of being careless and unfeeling and acting like a jerk if we're not holding ourselves in check. Well, my friends, that is not how it works. And again, think back to your kids. Like we don't say, at least not in modern times, we don't say, oh, well, if you love your kids, they might turn into jerks. We don't worry about that. We actually think that love is a vital ingredient of raising caring, kind children. And Loving your kids, loving yourself doesn't mean that you don't still set boundaries and expectations and all of that. You can, but you can do that out of love, right? You can tell your kid they can't have seven candy bars for lunch out of love. And so I don't think that loving yourself is going to turn you into a jerk. And in my own experience, I have seen really that loving myself makes me a more caring, kind person on the outside, because that is the emotion that's fueling my actions. And I don't do it for that reason. I don't do it because, oh, I need to love myself so I can be better or so I can be kinder to other people. I just love myself because I love myself. And I love myself as if I were my own daughter who was perfect without even trying. That's how I love myself. And it's amazing and i'm so glad i started to do it even though it sounded kind of corny and odd the next thing i want to talk about is loving others 
And again, we can all step back and look at the big picture and think, oh, I just love all the humans. I love everyone. We're all deserving of love. But in that moment, when you're frustrated, when you're angry with someone, it's harder to access. And one of the reasons I think we avoid feeling love towards other people is because we think they don't deserve it. They don't deserve our love. That person who is always handing in their work that I've assigned to them late, who um, was disrespectful to me in a meeting recently, they don't deserve my love. Or, the, you know, the, the family member who you think is being really vindictive and controlling and manipulative, thinking they don't deserve my love. And we, we feel all this justification around not extending love towards someone. And when I talk about extending love towards someone, I, I don't mean that you're going up to someone and hugging them and saying, I love you. Now, you can do that, of course, but I'm really talking about how you are feeling internally towards them. So if you're in a status meeting with this coworker, you're probably not going to stop in the meeting and say, I love you, Ted. That might be a little odd, but how are you feeling in that moment? And this idea of people not deserving our love is really spinning us around backwards because when you love someone or you are frustrated with someone, the only person who is impacted by that emotion that you're feeling is you. When I feel frustrated with Ted, Ted doesn't feel my frustration. My frustration doesn't jump out of my body and land on Ted and make him feel better or worse. Now, I might say some things out of frustration, but Ted, how Ted feels about that is just going to be based on his thoughts around it and his own feelings that are his own to own. So the only person who you need to worry about deserving or not deserving love or frustration is yourself, because literally, you are the only person who is getting impacted by you feeling that. So if you feel frustrated at Ted, that only impacts you. And if you feel love towards Ted, again, that only impacts you. You get to feel love then, and love feels good. So why not just feel that? So instead of thinking about whether or not the other person deserves your love, I like to think do I deserve to love them? And the answer is always yes, of course I deserve to feel love in any situation. The other thing I think about is, wouldn't it be easier just to love them? My podcast is called Life Simply Better. I am all about simplifying my life and making it as easy as possible. And I think love is a much simpler, easier emotion to feel than frustration. Frustration is hard. It's difficult. It drains my energy. Same thing with anger and other blame, other things that we feel towards other people instead of love. So that's another reason I like to love people is just because it's easier. It's simpler. Now, you may also have another concern that if you just love the other person, that they won't change what they're doing and you want them to change. But again, back to my example earlier when we were talking about loving yourself, you can still set boundaries, you can still set expectations and consequences. Loving someone doesn't mean 
that you give them whatever they want and you just let them steamroll you or whatever thoughts you have about that. You can still, through a space of loving yourself and loving them, you can set whatever boundaries and communication and consequences you want to set and do that from a place of love. And by the way, I find that when I am doing that from a place of love, I tend to have much better results than when I'm doing it from a place of anger or frustration. I'm much more likely to get real change and get the results for myself that I want when it's being fueled by love. All right, the last thing I want to talk about, the last category of loving here, is loving what is. So now we're moving from talking about loving people, loving yourself, loving other people, to loving what is, loving what is in your life, loving what exists for you right now, loving your situation. And an objection that I hear to this is people think if they just love and accept what they have right now, that they will stay stuck and nothing will change and maybe they want something to change. But here's the deal, again, Loving what is in the moment in no way prevents or hampers change. You can love what is right now. You can love everything in your life right now and still work towards change and something different. And the difference is that when you're loving everything in the moment and working towards change, you're doing it for fun. You're like, what I have right now is fine. I love it. And I'm going to do something more just for fun versus not loving what you have right now and needing it to change and doing things out of that energy of neediness or scarcity, feeling like what you have right now isn't enough or isn't okay. Again, that's what we usually do. We think we need to do that to generate motivation and to really change. But that is not a good sustainable fuel to run off of. And often we run out of it. We exhaust ourselves by our frustration with our current situation before we have taken enough action to really change it. So I do not think loving what is keeps you stuck. I think it's the opposite. I think it allows you to feel good in your current situation and also provides the energy and the fuel to change if you want to. So one way to love what is, is to get perspective, right? Like let's, let's take an example. Let's say that you don't like the current neighborhood that you're living in and you want to move somewhere else. So one way to love your current situation that I think a lot of us do is to get perspective on it by saying, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of this neighborhood, but at least it's, you know, it's relatively safe and I at least I have a roof over my head and at least there's clean drinking water in this neighborhood and a lot of people don't have that. And that can help you get perspective and feel gratitude and start to generate some love towards your current situation. What I want to offer to supplement that is that you can actually love your struggles for what they are without trying to paint them into this happy thing. So another way you you could look at it as, you know, I don't, I don't like this neighborhood right now. I would like to be somewhere different, but it's possible that living here right now is exactly what I need to become the next version of myself. It's possible that I'm really going to learn and grow from this experience. And 
I love that about living here right now. I'm willing to go all in. I'm willing to have it be a struggle right now and not know exactly what's happening, but just realize that's part of a bigger journey that I'm on. The other thing you can do is to really kind of question some of your thoughts and your opinions about that neighborhood. Really split out what are the facts and what are your thoughts about it. And what if it actually is neutral to be in that neighborhood and you're creating this whole story around it, that's worth exploring. And again, we get nervous about that because we're like, well, but if I learn to genuinely love this neighborhood, not just because it was uh, providing clean drinking water on kind of the bare minimum, but really see something specific about this neighborhood that I loved, that I was really happy with, then I would lose my motivation to change. But that, again, that's not how it works. When you generate that love, when you do that work to get happy where you are, you just have more energy. You're just less drained. And that energy is what fuels action and what ultimately creates change in your life. Now, I don't mean that you should just always think happy thoughts and never feel sad. That is not what this podcast is about. And in fact, it's worth noting that love and happiness are two very different emotions, two different things. Same with excitement or creativity or contentment. Those are all different emotions. And I really am talking specifically about love. And I think that we find love coexisting across the full emotional spectrum. So you can feel happy and also be feeling love during happy times in your life. But think about times of sadness or times of grief. I can think about watching people in my life go through deep grief and feeling deep love along with that during that time. So this is not a podcast about forced positivity or going out and skipping down the street and saying everything is amazing. It's about opening yourself up to love across the full range of your life, across the full range of your emotions. Can you be frustrated with that four-year-old and love them at the same time? Can you be frustrated with yourself and love yourself at the same time? That's what this is about. So the last thing I want to talk about, and I'm so glad that I hit record, (laughs) it's still recording. The last thing I wanna talk about before we wrap this up is thought laddering tips. These are tips to help you if you can't immediately access the thought, I love them, or I love this, or I love myself. If you're having trouble really going there in a way that it feels believable. Because if if you're thinking, you know, I love Ted about your frustrating coworker and you don't really believe it yet, it's almost going to create the opposite result. It's gonna feel like this sarcastic, cynical thought And it won't create the results that real, genuine emotion creates. So if you can't get there right away, that's fine. Here are a few ways to baby step your way to more neutral thoughts that will allow you to get to a place of love eventually, if you just take it gradually. 
So let's say, for example, that you are having trouble loving yourself. You are just feeling pretty down on yourself. You're feeling very judgmental, self-critical. You can't just get to this place where you feel lovable and you feel like you're enough. One baby step to take then from maybe you're thinking I'm incompetent and that's your starting spot. You could go from I'm incompetent to I'm a human. I'm a human is a thought that doesn't feel as good as thinking, I love you. I love myself so much, but it feels better than I'm incompetent or I'm a horrible person or whatever you happen to be thinking. Same thing with other people. If your mom is just driving you bonkers and you can't get to, I love you, mom. And again, you you don't even have to say that to her, but just thinking it and believing it, you can think, my mom is a human or my mom is my mom. Something just totally neutral and factual to help kind of uh, dampen that negative thought into something more neutral that you can build from. The other way to do this is to modify your new thought that you don't believe yet to make it a little bit easier to believe. So if you can't believe about your current situation, I love my situation that I'm in, you could try out. It's possible there is a way to feel love in this situation. Like you don't know what it is yet, but could you believe that it's possible maybe to feel love in this situation? Start there. Or I'm learning how to love this situation. I'm learning how to love what is. So thinking it's possible or I'm learning can also help you get there. All right, so to recap, we talked about loving yourself, loving others, loving what is, loving your situation, and then we talked about those thought-laddering tips to try out to get to a more neutral space if you can't get to love immediately. I know all of this feels very internal, maybe it feels a little woo-woo to some of you, but I can't stress enough how much your mindset and how much your emotional internal landscape influence what's going on outside of your life and also how you're experiencing life. So I encourage you to try out one of these. And if you're trying to decide which one to test out, I would for sure recommend loving yourself. It sounds so goofy, it's gonna feel maybe kind of corny and weird when you try it, maybe a little contrived, try it out. Try loving yourself. We ignore that, but that relationship with ourselves is the foundation for everything that we do and our experience of our lives. Highly recommend it. And if any of you are interested in doing more work on this or coaching with me, go to lifesimplybetter.com forward slash coach. You can learn more about my client program. It's a really convenient, affordable way to coach with me that fits with your busy schedule. And I would love to see you there. And I will talk to all of you again next Tuesday. Have a wonderful week.